Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you so much for tuning in here to Lockdown Blackhawks. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Really do appreciate you tuning in. I know hockey is not on the radar for most people right now, but I know the diehards are still here. I have statistical evidence that people are listening and I do greatly appreciate it. Hey, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, very easy to do. The voicemail number is 708-653-0572. Email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. My personal account is at jayzawaski 670 And the uh, Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at Madhouse Pod. There will be a new episode out maybe this week or potentially this weekend, trying to work out my schedule with James, but a new Madhouse podcast is on the way very, very soon as well. All right, on today's show, we're going to get an in-depth scouting report on Evan Barrett, the Blackhawks 2017 draft pick who signed uh, last month. I think it was last month. It was very recently. Um, God, time to sort of, time's a flat circle, as they say in uh, True Detective. April 2nd is the day the Blackhawks announced the Evan Barrett signing. We're going to talk to Brian Tripp. He is the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions hockey team, and also he calls some games on Westwood One for the Frozen Four. He is an authority on all things Evan Barrett. And then on tomorrow's show, we will talk to the University of Denver hockey play-by-play man, Jay Stickney, about, yep, you guessed it, Ian Mitchell. So, believe it or not, an exciting time to be a Hawks fan. You've got two really solid prospects in Evan Barrett and especially Ian Mitchell that could potentially play when hockey resumes or next season or whatever. I think next season would be the latest for these guys. They're a little more mature. They've got a little more experience than your typical you know, kid right out of junior. Um, these are two guys that a lot of people believe, and I'm among those people. You can plug into this team right away, and they can contribute right away. And I believe my conversation with Brian Tripp today about Evan Barrett will just confirm that thought in your head. I was really excited about what I heard about Evan Barrett. Uh, granted, we see these guys a little bit in the junior championships, and they're blending into a team full of the best players in the world, and there's moments where they stand out, moments where they don't, but everything I've heard about Evan Barrett has been incredibly encouraging. So I think Hawks fans are going to be really, really happy with that signing and what he's going to bring to the team as well. And of course, Ian Mitchell being the Hawks' top prospect, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on that one tomorrow. So uh, really good stuff coming up on the next two episodes of Lockdown Blackhawks, including this one, obviously, with Brian Tripp next segment. Wanted to say a couple things, too. Um, we did our episode on Brent Seabrook on Tuesday. Got a lot of feedback about that from people sort of saying, you know, it's sometimes the contract makes you forget about all the really good things that players have done for the organization. And Brent Seabrook, I mean, basically every response I got to that podcast via text or via Twitter or via email, whatever, was, hey, like, thanks for reminding us about all those huge moments Brent Seabrook had in his Blackhawks career. Because you forget. And it's one part of sports that I, that I really don't like because, and I've talked about this before, I'm not saying anything new, but guess what? There's no hockey, so deal with it. Contracts can skew fans' memories of players. And 
Brent Seabrook is the poster child for that. He signed a contract that anyone in their right mind would sign immediately. If someone, if your boss came to you and was like, hey, you're clearly getting worse at your job, but here's a crap ton of money. It's guaranteed and we can't fire you. Hell yes. I am signing that deal immediately. I'm breaking the pen. I'm signing it so quickly. That's what Brent Seabrook did. And now because his skills have declined, as skills decline for guys who have been through as much as Brent Seabrook has been through and played through as much as Brent Seabrook has played through, the decline is natural. But now people are starting to turn on Brent Seabrook. The same thing happened with Brian Campbell. When Brian Campbell was signed in 2009 to be Brian Campbell and he came here and was Brian Campbell and people were pissed that he was only Brian Campbell. It's like, well, this is the guy you signed, right? He's going to turn the puck over a lot, but he's really fast and he generates offense and that's what you're paying him for. Yeah, you had to overpay because you were the Blackhawks at the time and no one wanted to be here yet. Don't let contracts skew your memories. And that's that's the bad thing about salary caps in sports because you look at this guy who's in Brent Seabrook, who's won three Stanley Cups, who's had double-digit huge moments just in the playoffs alone for the Blackhawks, right? And all you see is that cap number. And all you see is guys you like going to other teams because the Hawks can't afford to pay them. And it frustrates you, and you blame Brent Seabrook. Don't let that happen. Or if it does, and if or see it both ways. Like, yeah, you know, that deal sucks, and it hamstrings the Hawks a little bit. But you know what? The guy was awesome for the team, and uh, I'm going to keep supporting him because you should because he might be here for a few more years. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As we discuss, we're going to discuss the Blackhawks. I just said discuss twice in one sentence. That is hackish. And I'm not going to delete it as a punishment to myself. As we said last segment, we're going to discuss the Blackhawks' top two prospects over the next two episodes, starting off with Penn State's, well, now the Blackhawks, Evan Barrett. My guest here on Lockdown Blackhawks is Brian Tripp. He is the voice of Penn State hockey, and he is the voice of the Frozen Four on Westwood One. Brian, thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate the opportunity. So we're having you on. I actually threatened to do this weeks ago when the Evan Barrett news happened, and somehow, even though we're stuck in lockdown, there's been a whole bunch of Blackhawks news since then. So sorry for the delay. I appreciate you being available. So most Hawks fans, and myself included, I cover the team for a living, I've not seen much of Evan Barrett. What can Blackhawks fans expect from the 21-year-old who will be joining the team if hockey resumes this year or maybe next year? Yeah, I think the first thing that people will notice is his creativity. He's a player that has an unbelievable hockey mind, and I'm sure people have seen, whether it's on social media or from watching him play, some of the highlight reel goals that he's scored. And I think that speaks to his creativity, but also his ability, his IQ to know where players are, have a sense to do things that I think most minds, most hockey minds even, uh, that they don't know where that is. Evan Barrett's able to do that. So I think that's the thing that sticks out the most about Evan. But he's a highly skilled player offensively. He's responsible defensively. And he plays with a little bit of a snarl, a little bit of a grit. And he's someone that's not afraid to get under opponent's skin as well. So those are the aspects of his game that are really impressive. But the the thing that stuck out the most during his time at Penn State was his creativity and IQ. 
Well, yes, the highlights, uh, as they typically are when you look up a highlight reel, are very impressive. And this is a name Hawks fans have been seeing for a while. It's sort of been, you know, uh, they drafted him in 2017, and it's, uh, you know, it's sort of a, a mystery about how these guys are going to turn out. Uh, I think everyone's really excited about Evan Barrett. He's probably one of the few forwards the Blackhawks have in the system that's ready to make that jump to the NHL and actually be a contributor. How do you see, at least to start his career, what kind of a player do you think Evan Barrett can be if he was to step on the NHL ice tomorrow? Let's say the season reopens tomorrow and the Blackhawks have a game and Evan Barrett's there. At 21 years old, what kind of a player can can the Hawks expect sort of out of the box? I think he's someone that can produce. I think he's someone that can score. Uh, He played in a lot of different aspects at Penn State. The thing that might be interesting about Evan is the one area that that he's working on his development a lot at Penn State this this past couple of seasons is his ability to win face-offs. So it'll be interesting to see, does he play as a center? Does he move over to to a wing position as he has experience doing as well? So I think that would be something to watch. But I think he's someone that can come in and produce. He's not going to be afraid of the moment. Uh, He's someone that plays his best in the biggest games. And he's a player that I think could, could be someone that produces offensively for them right away. I'm not saying he's going to be a 30, 50 goal guy, but I think he'd fit in at the NHL level from, from the get go. And when he maxes out, is there an NHL player that you, in your mind have, have maybe compared him to in the past that maybe our listeners could use as a point of reference when watching him play? Whew. That's a, that's a tough question. You know, he's not the, he's not the biggest of guys and you know what? He probably isn't the, the fastest or the strongest, but he just, He's a really good hockey player, I think, first and foremost. And then his mind, I, I really haven't drawn many comparisons. I'm trying to think here off the top of my head because it's not something we talk a ton about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, man, it, I'm not sure. Uh, you stumped me on that one. That's yeah, a good question. You well, stumped me on that one. Well, I'm trying to give the intangibles <laughs> and describe him as a player. Hey, maybe someone can pop into your mind or you have a name for me, but yeah, I think you stumped me on that one. Well, what you're describing is, and you know, I'm not going to compare him to Jonathan Tays, but you said not the fastest, not the yeah. strongest, but the work ethic and, uh, you know, the want to is there with Evan Barrett. And we've heard a lot, a lot about that. Now, I'm not saying Evan Barrett's going to be Jonathan Taves or anything close to that, but you can never have too many guys who are willing to do that. And what sounds appealing to me about Evan Barrett is, you mentioned, working on faceoffs. He can obviously play the wing as well. He se- And when the Hawks were great, they had a lot of players that could play on all four lines, and it seems like Barrett is one of those sort of guys where he could play up there with Taves and Kane if he had to, or he can grind it out on the bottom six if he had mm-hmm. to. You can never have too many players like that. Am I correct in that uh, assertion that Barrett's a guy who could thrive in any really, any situation? Yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's a great summary of what Evan can do. And I say that he doesn't have the the elite maybe speed or the elite shot, but all the skills that he has are really. It's not that he's just one of those players. Sometimes I think a guy can get. Um, there's a misnomer about them where you say, oh, he's a hard worker, he, he's a grinder. Evan's super skilled. Uh, there, there's a reason why he played with the National Team Development Program. There's a reason why he was productive as a freshman at Penn State and then continued to enhance his production each and every season, was a 40-plus point scorer last year and was uh, trending to finish this year among the top scorers in the Big Ten uh, once again. So it, I think – just by saying that doesn't mean that he doesn't have elite skills because the guy certainly does. I would put him right up there in this is the eighth year that Penn State's had a, a Division One program. If not the most talented player that, that Penn State has had, um, 
he's right there within the top five. So the guy, the guy's incredibly gifted to go along with all those really good intangibles. You're listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My guest is Penn State hockey play-by-play man Brian Tripp. We're talking about Blackhawks prospect Evan Barrett. We talked about the on-ice element of Evan Barrett's game. Tell me about the player off the ice. How is he in the locker room? What is his personality? How does he jive with his teammates? He is someone that is a little bit outspoken. He's funny. He's got a great personality. Um, he'll chirp some guys every once in a while. He's a leader. I think he's someone that people can rally around as well. Uh, I go back to his freshman season, and this was something you saw on the ice. He was involved in, and this is probably something someone, uh, many of your listeners have seen out there too, he was involved in, in a playoff series against Minnesota. And Ryan Lindgren, who's obviously worked his way up into the NHL now, defenseman for the Rangers, uh, they were going at it, both got a penalty. Barrett went over to the penalty box and was making a, a crybaby face to Adam from the penalty box uh, across the scorer's table over to Lindgren, who was in from Minnesota. Um, they came out. Barrett drilled him with clean hit. And to finish the shift, Barrett scored a sniping bar down. So um, that was one of the most memorable moments for him. But he's always been a fun guy. He's charismatic. He's been a fun guy to talk to, whether you're on the plane or on the bus. Um, just going to practice at the rink, he asks how you are. Um, you know, I think Penn State's had a lot of guys like that, but but Evan's someone that that I've gotten to know uh, pretty well, and I've always been impressed with him as a person too. Uh, he's funny. Uh, we're both from the Eastern PA. He's an Eagles fan. I don't know if he's going to switch to be a Bears fan now. I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, but who knows? We always talk about the Eagles and stuff together. Uh, he, he's just a really good guy. He, he's a fun guy to be around. He's got definitely has a personality. He, he's not one of those guys who's not just. Not that he's not professional, but he's got a personality too, which makes I think his players like that are really enjoyable to be around. Well, and hockey definitely needs more personalities like that for sure, and, and hopefully the Hawks create an environment for him where he can thrive. And I, I think we've seen some young players in the Blackhawks system jump up lately and, and fit right in. Kirby Doc's a good example. Adam Bulkwitz is a good example. And you know what you were just describing to me as we were sort of seeking a comparison, that scene you described with Lindgren is that's Andrew Shaw the chirping, the big hit, but he also has that ability to play center, to play wing, and to score. Maybe that's uh, sort yeah. of, maybe he's not that physical of a player. Maybe he's not as gritty of a player as Andrew Shaw is, but you never know because these guys mm-hmm. come into the league and they need to adapt to survive. Maybe that's sort of the player we could see in Evan Barrett. Yeah, I agree with that one as well, and I think you, you make an interesting point too when you say adapt to survive in the NHL. The thing that, that's always impressed me about Evan is his ability to create. And I think no matter who he is with, no matter what type of players he's playing with, I know you kind of referenced this as well already, no matter who he's with, he's going to find a way. He makes the people around him a lot better. His line mates at Penn State were two players, Alex Limoges, who led the college hockey and college hockey overall in scoring last year, and uh, Liam Foulkes. And when they played together, their chemistry – was incredible and they always talked about the thing that made them impressive is everyone wondered you had a guy you know combined they set all sorts of records for their scoring but whenever anyone asked them what made your line so good and what made your line click they always talked about how much fun they had playing together and i think evan's a guy that no matter who you put him with 
he adapts and he has such a great hockey mind and he has such a good skill set that he can fit with anyone. So I think that's another reason why he has a lot of staying power as his game translates now to the next level. Well, based on this conversation, I'm sure Blackhawks fans are getting very, very excited to see what Evan Barrett can bring to the team. The Hawks need some young help as they're sort of transitioning between veteran and youth. Mm -hmm. And if Barrett pans out the way we're hoping he does and the way it feels like he might, all of a sudden they've got a really solid young core of forwards and defensemen. And we could be sort of talking about the reopening of that window. So here's hoping Evan Barrett pans out to be everything um, you think he's going to be. And, and, and based on my limited experience watching him that I think he's going to be. And, and of course the Blackhawks think he's going to be as well. You guys are going to love that Ian Mitchell too, from Denver, because we've got to see him quite a bit at Penn state. And with my experience calling games nationally, he um, he's good. He's real good. He's well, going to be a really good piece in the back end. All right, well, you brought it up. I wasn't going to mention it because we're going to talk to the uh, <laughs> we're talking to the University of Denver play by play guy next. But I, you see, you've seen him play in the in the Frozen Four. Tell us about Ian Mitchell. What do you see him being in the NHL? We're I think Hawks fans are most excited about him as a prospect. Yeah, well, I've seen him too because they've knocked Penn State out of the NCAA <laughs> tournament a couple of times. He's a great puck mover. He's an excellent quarterback on the power play. And he's just a really smooth, he's your modern defenseman and he's, he's a leader. He's an exceptional fit wherever he goes. And I think, and just the reason I brought him up and again, the, the guy from Denver will know way more and be able to go into detail. Like I was on heaven, but just from seeing some of the top defensemen from across the country, the last couple of years, whether it's guys in the big 10, um, you know, we've seen the Wierenski's over the years, Cam York this year, Keandre Miller, uh, in the Big Ten, outside of Penn State, Perunovic, Mitchell's right there. He, he's, if not the best, one of the best players I've seen in college hockey the last last three or four years. So uh, Blackhawks fans should feel pretty good about him. Let me ask you this, too, before I let you go, Brian. Over the last, I would say, maybe decade, slightly over a decade plus, college hockey has suddenly become a really great breeding ground for NHL talent. For a long time, you would get a few here and there, but it was mostly guys coming out of junior, et cetera. What has changed in college hockey, in your opinion, over the last decade or so that's made it more of a pipeline to the NHL? Well, I think College Hockey Inc., the USCHO, I think uh, the investment that United States hockey has made has made a difference in college hockey. And I think that the television contracts, whether it's the Big Ten Network, uh, Notre Dame games airing on NBC, NBCSN, I think it's given college hockey a little bit more of a prevalence, not only in the United States, but in Canada and around the world where people have seen that this is a high level hockey, that it's very much uh, an avenue to reach the NHL. And you look at some of the guys that are in the NHL and having the success that, that they've had and they've, they've played college hockey. And, and if you're a, a young man or a young player, especially in the United States, that's 15, 16 years old, and maybe you're going to go play juniors in the USHL and you're trying to be the next Johnny Goudreau. Well, Johnny Goudreau played college hockey. Jack Eichel played college hockey. And it's funny because, you know, I didn't follow college hockey a ton before I started calling games at Penn State, and this is seven years now. And we were actually going through this throughout the season. If you just look at some of the names that even games that we've called, Kevin Hayes, Johnny Goudreau, Connor Hellebuck, Kyle Connor, um, the, the names go on and on and on. It's and Wierenski. And they're star Pitlet. players. They're it, not it's, just, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. they're not just run-of-the-mill you know, yeah. depth guys anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think really stands out, is that you're seeing star players on a nightly basis 
in college hockey. And that's, that's probably why the game has grown like it has. And just sort of anecdotally, it seems like Jonathan Taves, you know, in 2007 was one of the first huge names to come out of college hockey and make an immediate impact. And, and I wonder what Jonathan Taves on his own, I wonder what his impact was for the growth of the college game. It, it's sort of hard to, qu- to quantify, but uh, I, it certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I think it's now 33% of NHL players played, played college hockey. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, Brian, thanks for the great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can follow Brian on Twitter at BTrip with two P's tweets. And you can hear him on Westwood One for the Frozen Four. And, of course, as the voice of Penn State Hockey. Brian, thanks so much for your time. Thanks. A lot of fun. Appreciate it. That was Brian Tripp, voice of Penn State Hockey. Again, follow him on Twitter at BTrip tweets. You also hear him on the Frozen Four broadcasts on Westwood One. Cannot wait to hear and watch hockey again. Oh, my God. But that was great. Really exciting scouting report on Evan Barrett. I don't think, just based on conversations I've had around the league with scouts, whoever, Barrett's a real deal. He's going to be a player. I'm not saying he's going to be Jonathan Taves. I'm not saying he's going to be a perennial all-star. But this is not going to be one of those dime a dozen guys the Hawks bring in, like the Ben Smiths of the world and the guys like that who come in and they fill a role for a while and then they find their way elsewhere and blah, blah, blah. Evan Barrett is in the Hawks' plans for a long time. So based on what Brian Tripp had to say, very, very exciting. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Tomorrow, Friday, we talk to Jay Stickney. He is the play-by-play voice of the University of Denver. We're going to find out more about Ian Mitchell, the Blackhawks' top prospect. You don't want to miss that, so tune in for that one on Friday morning. Until then, ask your smart speaker to listen to the latest episode of Lockdown NHL. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We will talk to you on Friday morning. Be well.